Welcome to the New Testament Daily with Jerry Dearman, where Jerry reads a chapter from the New Testament and gives us key insights and life applications along the way. For more information about the Solid Life Journal and reading plans, visit solidlives.com. And now, let's get into today's reading. Okay, here we go. I said about the vine and the branches, but there's much more than that in this one chapter. John 15, Jesus goes on to say, because he's still talking from the 14th chapter, and he says this, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Just to say I am the true vine tells you there are other vines that you can plug into. There are other resources from which you can draw for your life and to to go about your life, to get ahead in life, to accomplish what you think you should accomplish in life. There are other vines, but I'm the true vine. And my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he, the father, takes away. This is a pruning that's going on. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. So notice, some branches are pruned from... Uh, unnecessary little twigs and, and such on it, but some whole branches are cut off. Why? It has no fruit, no blossoms, nothing that is going to help. So uh, a good vine dresser will cut those completely off so that no sap, no life inside that vine is wasted. It all goes to fruit-bearing branches. So Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Notice verse 3, you are already clean. That word clean is the same word that we could have translated, you are already pruned. You are already pruned. Jesus is telling these 11, not counting Judas who's already gone, the 11, you are already pruned. How? You are already clean or pruned because of the word which I have spoken to you. So now Jesus just told us, the primary way that he prunes us, through the Word of God. The Word of God prunes us as we're reading the Word of God every day. This is why you got to stick with it. Just let the Word come into your ears, into your heart. Just let it come, 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 come. Why? The Word of God will prune wrong thinking, wrong doctrine, wrong beliefs, wrong motives, wrong feelings. It'll start pruning these things away from us and preparing us to think right, believe right, feel right, and set the course for our life correctly. All this happens through the power of words. Words, words, words. You think about uh, how the whole world, by the way, goes around. How does the whole world go around? Well, of course, the whole universe was created by God's words, set in motion by God's words. So uh, Hebrews chapter 1 says, He holds all things together by the word of His power. So we know that's the case. But think about the affairs of life. How do you buy a house? You sign a contract, but a contract is full of what? Words. You agree to words. You negotiate with words, and you come to agreement with words. You sign with a word called your name. Uh, You get a new job, and you're given an assignment from the boss. You're told what salary or benefits you're going to have with all words, 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 words. You agree to those words, and then you keep your commitment to the words that you agreed to. They keep their agreement to pay you and to do what they agreed to. Words, words, words. All of this happens. Uh, we'll send out an email, for example, with words, and then people will hear, read those email and do certain things. I mean, words, this is all words. And Jesus is saying to them, 
because you've stuck with me, because you keep coming back to me and listening to me speak, my words have pruned you, shaped you, strengthened you, set the course for you. And so he says, you are already clean or are already clean from things that would have hindered you. You are already pruned because of the words or the word which I have spoken to you. Isn't that powerful? That's why they had to be with him for these three years so that he could speak words and prepare them, prune them from wrong things that would keep them from bearing the fruit they needed to bear. Verse four, abide in me and I in you. So he's saying, continue to abide in me. But he's also saying to us, abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. And he's telling us something right now. We have to abide in him. Now, how do we do that? Well, let's read on. Verse five, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. So he's saying, if you don't abide in me and I don't abide in you, you cannot bear fruit no matter how successful it appears, no matter how much money you make, fame you have, no matter how much, how much pleasure you have in this world or apparent success, he said, none of it is success. None of it is fruit. None of it counts. Zero. He said, the only way you can bear real fruit measured by God is to abide in me and I in you. For without me, you can do nothing. Verse six, if anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. Boy, that'd tell you something right there. That means you're not even saved. And they, how do we know? And they gather them and throw them into the fire. Well, what is that? That's symbolic of hell he's talking about. And they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you. Now he's giving us a clue of how he can abide in us and I in him. He said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. Getting his words into our hearts. Getting his words into our thinking. Letting his words shape us letting his words live in us, committing ourselves to do and live and obey his word. This is how he's in us and a part of us through his word. See, in fact, he said in the previous chapter, he said, uh, the world is not going to see me, but you'll see me. And they asked, how are we going to see you? You'll keep my word. You'll keep my word and my, the Father and I will come and we'll reveal ourselves, manifest ourselves to you, make our home with you. So verse 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, listen to this, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. It'll be done for you. You're not, you don't have to do it. Sometimes we think we have to make things happen in the kingdom of God. Oh no, if you abide in me, and my words are abiding in you. See, once his word gets in us, it, those words prune us from the wrong motives, from wrong thinking, from wrong pursuits. And so he said, as my word does that in your heart, and you begin to think right, desire right, and go the right direction, then you will ask what you desire. Why? Because your desires have been shaped, pruned from wrong, wicked, selfish things to be in righteous, pure-motived things. He said, then you'll ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. In other words, the power of God will be, uh, will be activated by your words because you allowed my words to come in and to change you and to abide in you, and so now your words become potent because you're speaking the words of God. You're speaking the desires, the will of God.
Verse 8, by this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples, my lookalikes. You'll be doing what I do. See, this is what happened with Jesus. He said, the Father's words come into me, and I speak the Father's words. <laughs> he said, now my words need to come into you and prune you and shape you and clean you, and then you'll speak my words, and then your words will be coming to pass. You'll be asking what you desire. Your prayers will be answered. And by this, my Father's glorified that you'll be bearing fruit. Notice he equates answered prayer to bearing fruit. This is how we bear fruit. We're praying, and the power of God is answering, and things are happening. Lives are being changed. Disciples are being made. Churches are being planted, etc., etc. And he's saying, this is how my Father's glorified that you with your prayers and your life are bearing much fruit. And so you will be my disciples. You'll be doing what I was doing here all along. Verse 9, as the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. Abide in my love. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Somebody said, how do we abide in his love? If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. He's not asking us to do anything that He didn't do. Verse 11, These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you. That says two things. Number one, Jesus had joy. <laughs> he had joy pleasing the Father fulfilling the plan of the Father. But he also, secondly, wanted us to have joy. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. He wants us to be full of joy, not depression, not discouragement. Verse 12, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. Greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends. Of course, Jesus is about to do that for them, even starting that evening. He's been doing his whole life to be obedient to God and to fulfill the assignment, but it's really going to uh, be proven as he is arrested that night and dies the next day. Greater love has no one than this than to lay down his life for one's friends. Uh, he goes on to say, You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. So he says, here's how you are a friend of mine. Do what I command you to do. But he's also saying, if you have great love, you'll be laying down your life for others. Verse 15, no longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all things that I heard from my father, I have made known to you. In other words, I haven't been hiding from you. I've been making these things known to you. Verse 16, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. Notice Jesus is saying, I want you to have your prayers answered, that whatever you ask the Father in my name. So you didn't choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. Remember, he equated that to your prayers coming to pass. In other words, this fruit is supernatural fruit. Supernatural things happening. Yes, the character of God. Yes, the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, and all that. Yes, but not 
stopping there, but the power of the Spirit as well, bearing fruit, accomplishing things for the kingdom of God. I have appointed you, I have chosen you that you should bear fruit and that your fruit should remain, not just temporary fruit, but that it should stick and that uh, the things that you set in motion will continue even after you're gone. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. See, he brings it back to answered prayers. These things I command you that you love one another. Boy, he keeps coming up. It keeps re recurring. That theme keeps recurring, keeps being rehearsed by Jesus. If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world. By the way, that's the definition of the church, the Greek word ekklesia. The called out ones, called out from the world to come together as part of God's family, God's body. The called out ones. Uh, he said, if you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. But all things that they will do to you for my name's sake, excuse me, but all these things they will do to you for my name's sake, because they do not know him who sent me. So Jesus is saying, they don't know my father, therefore they don't know me, therefore they don't know you. But those who know my father would recognize that I am from the father, and then they'll believe your words too. So he's saying, we're all in the same boat. We're all in the same boat. Either they believe us or they don't believe us. Verse 22, if I had not come and spoken to them, they would have no sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. He who hates me hates my father also. If I had not done among them the works which no one else did, they would have no sin. In other words, I came and by the power of God, by his answered prayer, by supernatural ministry, he said, I showed them clearly, definitively that I'm from God. This is the power of God functioning in my life. He said, if I had not done that, then they wouldn't have sinned because they wouldn't know whether to believe my words. He said, but the Father's uh, power flowing through me has caused uh, the words that I say to be corroborated. He said, that's why they don't have an excuse. They know, they know in their hearts that this is from God, but they're not willing to receive it. It says, if I had not done among them the works which no one else did, they would have no sin. But now they have seen and also hated both me and my father. But this happened that the word might be fulfilled, which is written in their law. They hated me without a cause. And verse 26, but when the helper comes, here, here's another recurring theme of this final night, the Holy Spirit. But when the helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the father, the spirit of truth who, who proceeds from the father, he will testify of me. And you also will bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. So the Holy Spirit, when he comes, he's going to testify about me, Jesus said. He said, but you also who have been with me from the beginning, you can tell the stories and you'll bear witness of all these things that have happened, including the death and the resurrection uh, yet to come. So that's the end of chapter 15, a wonderful chapter. But notice Jesus has these recurring themes about love, uh, about uh, the Holy Spirit, 
And uh, also here in this chapter, even about bearing fruit, answered prayers, this is what God wants for all of us. So uh, we should be hearing the Lord speak to us. We should be knowing that God wants me to abide in Jesus and him abide in me, his words in me, so that I believe that God will answer my prayers so that those prayers are coming to pass so that people can see the supernatural fruit. And then I'm a disciple of the Lord because that's the way Jesus taught us. (laughs) Well, praise God. That's a great chapter 15. I look forward to tomorrow, John chapter 16. Thank you for joining us for the New Testament Daily with Jerry Dearman. And thank you to those of you who have partnered with Solid Lives to help get this daily podcast and other resources like it to thousands of people around the world. If you would like to partner with Solid Lives, visit solidlives.com give. To find out more about the ministry of Solid Lives, how you can be a part of this church planting and disciple making movement, or for more great teachings and resources by Jerry, visit solidlives.com. We also want to invite you to check out Jerry's other podcast called The Jerry Dearman Podcast. Here, Jerry shares with us at least weekly from God's Word, challenging us and equipping us to fulfill the amazing plan that God has for our lives. You can find links to this podcast as well as Jerry's YouTube channel online at solidlives.com. Thank you again so much for joining us, and we'll see you right here tomorrow as we jump into the New Testament Daily with Jerry Dearman.